am one styling mofo. made his status that he was taking a break um guys if you're suffering at all from any kind of mental illness or health issues or just stress or anything don't be afraid to reach out to the people that you love you are loved you are not alone in this there's always people there to help you travis if you're listening to this i love you dude i wanted to get this out here because our conversation was just incredible and your story just brought me to tears so I just wanted everyone to hear it um, once again guys you are loved you are appreciated don't be afraid to reach out to the people that you hold close alright I'm going to play the interview now um, I hope you guys enjoy it welcome everyone to where is my mind a deep dive into curtis rich my name is curtis rich aka ontario gummy or if you've been following me on holden albright's patreon uh i'm also going by adrian clay now that is that is definitely a thing um but today uh this man that is my next guest i've known him from barry wrestling for quite some time now and also from holden albright's patreon community which if you guys aren't a part of his community. Do join. He's such a like his community is not only like really awesome to just to, to be involved with, but also just his content in general is just worth the price of admission. But anyway, the guy I'm talking with today is an incredible rising star at Hamilton Pro Wrestling and everywhere in the Hamilton and GTA region. And he is my good friend. Please welcome my guest this week, Travis Moore. How are you doing, my friend? How are you holding up in this pandemic that we are in and this crazy times with this phase three and how everything's just constantly changing? <laughs> I appreciate that. I took a, I took a little bit of a break um due to my just my mental state and just i i kind of needed a, like a refresh but now i'm kind of like bringing this all back and i'm really really excited to actually have you a part of the reboot and just getting everything going again so i'm really really excited to actually have you on here but i know speaking of taking a break i know you have been taking a little bit of a break due to financial issues uh on my patreon but this is your opinion and your critique is still very important to me because I am a man of feedback and I love to hear what uh, my strengths or my weaknesses or what I can improve. It's always either positive or negative. Um, criticism is always important to me and I always love feedback. So I'd like to know, um, even though you haven't been on the Patreon for a few months, when you were on the Patreon, what did you think about it? And what were like some of your favorite things? And if there was anything that I could have improved on or you think that I could improve on? Um, 
let me know right here because uh like i said i'm a i'm a man of feedback and i definitely like to hear from everyone on my patreon that comes on here what they've been thinking and what they've been liking on the patreon so uh i remember watching a bit of it i thought you did have like you have like charisma but you need to build off that charisma a bit more you know what i mean like be more comfortable when you're talking in front of the camera uh it's one of the it's a thing i struggle with all the time like and that's like the main thing you got to improve on but other than that i thought your content was great and uh i feel like i have been improving on that since you've since you've been taking your break and that i feel a part of that was um a lot of my anxiety and the mental issues that i was going through i wasn't completely there and I'm sorry that if um, at any point I felt like if you felt like I was lacking in the content or the content wasn't um, up to par from what I was doing when you first started, I, I I really do take that like take that for heart and like I do apologize if you ever felt like that. Um, I did have to take that like two months away, and it, that two months away really helped me not only in my self confidence but it helped me in just dealing with my mental anxieties or anything like that. So once again, though, if you ever felt like I chipped you in your content or your money's worth, I do do apologize for that. But um, I, I have been um, working on my charisma and I, I hope when eventually you do it, you are able to return. You can see that. <laughs> it's not something that like I would have left for or anything. If I saw that you were like, Lacking, like lacking in content or anything i would have been like hey maybe do this kind of thing you know like mm. i would have told you like my pointers and stuff right i don't have a patreon or anything so i don't really know like i thought about it but i don't think i'm that interesting to have one I think you could do like a like a vlog or something. I think you 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 go to enough shows, and I think I feel you have enough interesting enough life to do like a vlog. Like I don't know if you've been watching, but like Big Ben's been vlogging lately, and his vlog is actually really enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I wasn't on the vlog, but I made a cameo with my writing on the chalkboard. Yeah, uh, I saw that at the Barry Wrestling. I laughed at that because I remember actually going into the back and just checking, making sure everyone was good. And I remember seeing that on the chalkboard and I instantly thought that was you. So yeah, that was <laughs> no, I like, I knew Clay was doing like something in the ring. So I just wrote it and I walked away and then I see him sitting there when I walk in next and he's just staring at it. And I go, you proud of my work? And he goes, go fuck yourself, Travis. Oh my god! I don't god. know if I'm allowed to swear, but I just did. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can. No, that's no problem. <laughs> like he was, he was for like the last two or three hours before that, just like going around. Everyone's just like, I'll beat the fuck out of you. Like Clay is always entertaining to me. <laughs> like, so, but um, with saying that Travis, a big part of my show, everyone's, I like to get everyone's story, whether it's their upbringing or it's their training or whatever they do in their life. Um, now I know a big part of your, training is with Hamilton pro wrestling. And I know a few people that you have trained with, but I want to get to know Travis more a little bit before that. So I want to go back to all when you were like 10 years old and what a young Travis Moore was like, what were your influences and what made you decide, Hey, I want to be a professional wrestler. 
so when I was, uh, it was kind of like whenever I was born, I already knew that I wanted to be in wrestling kind of thing, right? Like since like my parents said, since I could speak, I said I wanted to be in wrestling. Uh, but like as I grew up, um, I was getting more interested in, uh, at first they thought I was going to be a priest though, because I was very like Christian when I was little because the, the way I was brought up and then I became more interested in rock and roll metal drugs and girls you know like I'm not gonna lie about that that's what I was interested in you know like so by the time I was like 13 I was already interested in that sort of stuff and uh I lost interest in wrestling when I was about 12 and then I got back into it at 13 so like a year difference like the shield just debuted and stuff and i was just like fuck like this blew my mind that's kind of like similar to me like when i was younger i kind of stopped watching wrestling for a year i don't know what it was that made me stop i just kind of just me and my dad stopped it was like a religious thing for me and my dad and then i think it was just a random smackdown episode that just made us go back to watch it. i think we just missed watching it um so that's that's really cool like that sounds very similar to what uh what i went through like a lot of my friends at that age when they were like 12 they just kind of just dropped wrestling completely and never got back to it yeah they got back into it like maybe three or four years ago when like aew was kind of like a twinkle and ever in like tony khan's eye and uh the indies were starting to really pick up steam again um basically like all my friends and everyone got right back into it i never stopped besides that year time between 12 and 13 um i never really stopped so uh but when when did you start actually training to become a wrestler so the way so i first started training uh first time i ever got in the ring was august of 2018 uh with so my buddy uh good buddy of mine gavin uh, he told me about Josh Alexander and Josh Alexander had a, uh, seminar at battle arts. And so I went there and then Josh said, Hey, come back tomorrow. We're doing a second session. So I did the second session and Josh said, Hey, you picked up on this fast. How about you start training kind of thing? Right. And so right away I was like, I have to start training. So, uh, I started looking around and then I saw schools and I was like, this one's not interesting. This one, I'm not, I don't think I can make it there kind of thing. Then I saw Hamilton Pro Wrestling and I'm like, I'm going to shoot the guy a message, right? Because I didn't know about Ontario Indie Wrestling beforehand. And I shot a message to Rip. And Rip's like, yeah, we can get you down here sometime soon. I get down there and uh, I do three training sessions. First one goes fine. Second one goes fine. Third one breaks my collarbone. I take about two weeks off. First session, fine. Second session, fine. Third one, we break it. Oh, my God. So I get back in there in December. Uh, I started in September. I got back in there in uh, December, start training regularly, full time. Even when I was getting hurt, I was still training. Had my first match in June uh, of 2019. So uh, about five or six 
about five months after I first started training. Broke your collarbone twice. Oh my yeah. Christ, man. Like, and like how, how long was like recovery? Like, did you like just take two weeks and then just went right back into it twice? Or did you like take actual like proper time before you went back into it? So the first time I took two weeks off and I was advised to take a month off. I went in, broke my collarbone again. And then I took a month off this time when they told me to take two off. And then I just trained regularly again. Fuck. I didn't care. Like I was just like, I wanted to wrestle. I was a 17 year old kid. Well, you know? I mean, well, I mean, like you, you're having all this success and you're like, you're doing Josh Alexander's giving like good advice to you. And then you're, you're finally getting into a school that you properly researched and wanted to get into. And then you just break your collarbone that, yeah, no, I, 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 I totally get it. Like wanting to just get right back into it, even though like I'm pretty stubborn as well, when it comes to injuries, like I will re hurt myself because I'm just, I just don't want to fucking sit around and wait for my body to heal, <laughs> even though I should, yeah. but it's, it's just a nature of habit. You just, you want to get back into it. So I, I can totally understand why you did that. Definitely not the smartest decision, but, um, no, I could totally see why you, why you did that. So, um, when exactly was your like first match and who was your first match? So my first match was a battle royal for HWE, their first ever show. It was, uh, June 16th, 2019. And it had guys like Wade. It had, yeah, it had Evan scumbag Yates, all like the HBW guys. It was like an HBW rumble. Oh, nice. And, um, and pardon? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't know you had much. Sorry. Oh, I just remember being the high spot of that show. We did a uh, military press over the top rope with me. Oh, so that's where that started. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that where you started getting personal or Wade or, and I guess Corbin or Van Landon as well? Or did you, uh, or were you guys more getting to know each other through training? So me and Wade and like me and Wade got to know each other from like the first week. He's the guy that gave me the safe Travis gimmick basically. Okay. Um, and then Van Landon, uh, Van Landon didn't have his first match until a bit later. Yeah. Uh, and I just got to know Van Landon quite a bit and me and him have been really good friends because of that. We're Such both very, we're, we're both very like hungry yes. and like intense when we train. You guys, your, your match, your two's match over the weekend was just, oh my God. I wasn't even there. And I was only seeing, I was only seeing footage and it's just, I, I could hear the chops and the slaps and the kicks just through Bobby's camera and I, I seriously wish I was there for that match. I was telling, um, I was actually telling Van Landon the other day, I really feel like you two should like take that match on the road. If you could like, just take that from promotion to promotion. Like, you know how like CM, CM Punk and uh, Chris hero did that where they just yeah. had a really good match. And then they just went to 18 other shows and repeated the same match, but they just always added something new to it to keep it fresh. I swear you and Van Landed could probably end up doing that, at least around Ontario, maybe even the US if you if you guys could get over there. I I think you guys' chemistry is just crazy. And uh 
definitely you can take it on the road and i think you could you could definitely do something with that yeah i'll definitely send you the footage because i just got it today actually uh, yes, definitely do that. um but our chemistry was just like it just worked like we both knew what we wanted to do and like of course like i've been wrestling a bit longer than uh corbin like shows wise so I was just kind of like, I was like, hey, this is a, a cool idea. This is a cool idea. Let's not do that. That sort of thing, you know. But like just after that match, I was so proud of them. Like, I was so proud of both of you. Like I yeah. instantly, after seeing all the footage and then Bobby saying like you guys both just finished, I like went instantly to both your messages and like, like I'm so proud of both of you guys. Like you guys killed it and I'm not even there just seeing fucking footage of it. Like, so like, um, I've known Van Landon for, or Corbin for a long time, like since high school. So I, he's a personal friend of mine and I've known through his entire training, all his struggles and just everything. I'm super proud of him and super proud of you. And just that match is just stellar. Like I definitely send me that full match. Cause I definitely want to see it. I really, really want to see. I wish I would, could have been there, but I was all stuck up in work, <laughs> unfortunately. Thanks, is, man. That means a lot. No problem. Absolutely. Um, but I want to ask you, uh, wrestling in a pandemic, what's that been like? Because we went from going to having full crowds to having no crowds at all to having no shows at all to going back to having no crowds at all, to going to, okay, we're somewhat full crowds, but we're not really full crowds with the mass and distancing. So I kind of want to get your perspective of what it's been like for you uh, on the wrestling side of things. Cause I can tell you all about what the production side have been. It's been just as, it's been just as brutal, but um, I want to know on the wrestling side of, of things, what it's been like for you, this entire pandemic, like, how many matches have you done since uh, since we got into lockdown? And how many matches have you done since you got out of lockdown? So I don't know the exact number at all, but it's been close to maybe 30-something, 40-something, even in the pandemic, because I was doing a lot of filmings. Uh, and like... For me, like the first month was the hardest, you know, like wrestling was my antidepressant and then like just losing it like that, like, I won't lie. Like at one point, like I was legit crying because I didn't have wrestling. Like I, I was just sitting in my living room, just started bawling my eyes out because I didn't have it anymore. And like, it was fucked for me. Like, I, I and uh, pardon? Jesus. Fuck, man. Keep like, going. I love wrestling so much. So, like, when I lost it, I just kind of like, I lost myself in a sense, you know. And so I, uh, I remember, I was, I, I do have like depression and stuff as well, but it just made it like five times worse. And like, I started training again within like maybe two months after the pandemic and, uh, or after the, uh, first lockdown and like that first, like feeling of stepping in there, like overwhelmed me. 
I lost like during the pandemic too. Like when that first happened, I lost like 15 pounds of like, just like I didn't eat as much and like, I didn't feel right at all just cause I didn't have it. I, I remember like even on a production side of everything, I, I was missing it a lot just because like um, for me, at some points, uh, even though I have all these different things and all these different brands and even this podcast for everything, sometimes I feel like wrestling is the only thing I have to. Um, and uh, there was points when we were in lockdown and we weren't doing anything that like I even missed like just being next to the ring. Like even just the yeah. feeling of being next to the ring was just a feeling that I felt overwhelmed when we had that first show coming back with like fans for like we're back like that was uh overwhelming feeling for me i don't know if it was an overwhelming feeling for you but um yeah actually being able to set up that ring again seeing all you guys and being able to just just do what we love like it it, it was overwhelming and i i felt like everyone felt led that way because like everyone was, I remember everyone was hugging each other. Everyone was like basically catching up from like six months of just not having anything. So I can't even imagine what it was like for you guys. Uh, just because like, yeah, I, I could say I lost it and I missed it, but I mean, like at the end of the day, I'll still have work. I'll still have other things to do this for a lot of you guys. This is, this is your livelihoods. This is everything that you have. You put your all your eggs in this basket. So I can't, I can't imagine that kind of depression that you were going through. Because like I know for me, my depression was pretty bad. Just not not being around you guys, then just seeing what you guys do and filming what you guys do. So I can't even imagine what it was like just not being in the ring. So it was that's heavy man it was unique like i didn't feel like that since high school you know like and like the last time i felt like that was before i started training and stuff and then i felt the same way when i felt like a scared 16 year old again like i was freaked out and like i i wasn't doing well i uh at that point i already quit drugs and stuff like i quit doing drugs with my friends and all that stuff and like it was just a weird experience to me like it was just i felt the same but without all the the highs and stuff you know like i i didn't feel like brendan i i didn't feel like travis either i felt like i just felt like a different person and like i was texting people on occasion like i was texting a rep usually and then uh at one point like i was just trying to like make it a normal life and like it didn't work like i tried to have a girlfriend during the pandemic during that part i didn't work like i i tried working and like i just was like yeah this doesn't work for me like the job i had it was a it was hard for me man like it's the one thing I loved in my life and I didn't have it anymore. And now that I have it back, I don't take it for granted anymore. When I do catch myself doing like not working as hard, I get even harder on myself. I'm like, what the fuck you doing, kid? Like, got to be smarter about this. 
you might lose it again anytime. It puts in perspective of like you got to hold on to what you have because you don't know like when you're going to lose it because like we we almost lost it completely and we kind of did lose it completely for six or eight months. And yeah, that's that's a really scary thought. Like, um, was there any thought in your mind like you were going to completely lose it at any point during that that period or did you always reassure yourself like that we were going to get back to normal at some point? I mean, like when it first happened, I didn't think it was going to, I didn't think shows were going to come back. I just thought I'd be training and that'd be it. Like I'd just be training for nothing at that point. And like at one point we were doing filmings for like NSW and I was just like, okay, like, let's do this kind of thing, right? Let's give it our all. And then, like, I look back at the matches, and I, I'm not proud of them or anything, but I'm like, all right, time to work harder then. And then Steve goes, oh, yeah, we're running a drive-in show. And then, like, as soon as I heard that, I went, I need to be on this card. I was like, I, I have to be on this card. Like, this is the one thing I've been waiting for my entire, like, fucking time now. And like at that point, I was I was still with my at the time like girlfriend kind of thing, right? And uh, but I was just like, "Yo, I'm going back to wrestling." Like, I'm sorry if I can't text you at this time and stuff. Like, and then I just went full back into it. Like, I got to the NSW show, I did my entrance, and like right away, like I started welling up. Like even. I had that Barry show against uh, Forza and uh, I like got to the top rope and like, you could see me immediately, like kind of like start to realize what's going on. And I'm like, Holy fuck. I'm at a Barry wrestling crowd. And like, it's the one thing I wanted in a while. Like they were so vocal too. Like, and they were cheering you as well, which was like really crazy. Like I, I, I could see that emotion on your face when you were up on the turnbuckle. Like you, you looked very overwhelmed at that moment. I said to like Brad, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to start crying. And he's like, you're fine. You're fine. And he's like looking at me. He's like, you're going to be fine. And I'm like, I don't know, man. And like before as it came in the ring and the second that fell wrong, I was just in the mode. Like I was just in wrestling mode. And then me and him had that match. And, like, afterwards, I got to the back and I was like, holy fuck, that just happened. Like, and then even at HPW, we did that match against Van Landon. And, like, the second I got out there, like, I hugged the announcer because I was like, HPW's back, baby. Like, I was happy. Like, that whole show looked so incredible. Just all the footage just looked so incredible. And uh, I kind of had the same the same opinion. And I've been saying that uh, for the last couple interviews where everyone's just in the same sentiment. It's just wrestling is back. And uh, I truly feel like we're going to hit another boom period, probably by next year. And like as soon as we hit that full crowd capacity. And it's just because everyone's just so hungry for it. Wrestlers are hungry for it. The pr- production's hungry for it. The fans are hungry for it. And 
what's been incredible about that is I feel like fans have been very cooperative because of that. So like, I haven't heard anyone bitching about masks or any of the social distancing and everything, or at least on my end for the Barry wrestling and any shows that I've got, but have you dealt with any kind of obstacles or any bad apples in fan in any of the fans for any of the shows that you've gone to, like for just dealing with masks or any of the regulations that are now at shows? Not with the regulations. I have dealt with my fair share of bad apples and like wrestling fans. I've just been very mouthy and you know how I am. I don't take that shit at all. Yeah. Like I, I'm very like, I'll snap very easily if someone like tries to step up to me. Like, so like, uh, put the Pepsi back, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it like that, like the, like that seminar, which uh, I, I seriously wish I had my camera rolling when you're doing that, just because that, and that was the most angry I have ever seen you personally, like, because that guy just kept coming back and he just would not go away. And then you just, you just had enough. <laughs> I stood up and I was like, are we going to have a problem? Cause like, I think I told him, I was like, I'll fucking knock you on your ass. I'm like, yo, you have a good gotta- eye. You have a huh? very, you have a very good eye. Cause I didn't even see him steal Clay's uh, Pepsi's. I didn't even it's see because I was looking right past the shoulder and then I saw a hand and I went, that's not on any of our hands. And I look over and it's some old fucking gap tooth yokel. So just like, all right, I got to give this guy something. Bro, he showed up again at the uh, at the local air, like the open air downtown thing like a month yeah, ago. I heard about that. You oh. told me about it and I was fucking mad oh, dude sean was like instantly on his phone he's just like yo your friend is here like he was just he had the biggest giggle on his face so it's just like this guy's just he was just there just trying to steal our pizza that's the only reason why he's there and then he also tried to steal my fucking bop again so it's like my god man just go <laughs> yeah he um, has him on the first time i might would have had to like knock his ass out or something Oh my Jesus. So on the subject of knocking people out, uh, before we go, I want to kind of dapple on uh, what happened on that um, footage that I saw at NSW of you attacking your tag partner. Um, I kind of want to talk about this a little bit because that was a side of you I have never seen. And I really, really enjoyed it i thought it was something different and i absolutely love the way you just screamed your brother's a failure like i have replayed that clip i can tell you about like 20 times and it still kills me at every fucking point when you're just going up because you just you got right in her face to the point that you're just crying and that's just like such a such a heel thing to do and i really really enjoy watching stuff like that um but i want to know was that like a spar of the moment kind of thing or did you kind of plan that out with the family because i know you were saying you felt bad after um afterwards but i kind of want to run what want you to run through that how how that whole thing happened was it a spar of the moment thing or did you guys kind of plan that out so all i heard was Make my sister cry. So I just went, all right, I know exactly what to say. 
Oh my Jesus. So def- so it was planned out. That's that's hilarious. Ah. We didn't tell the family or anything. We just said, all right, let's do this. And I gotta ask, was the haircut uh, a part of that plan? Like, were you trying to change up your look completely or uh, were you just, was it just a, just a new look? It's just a new look. Like I still have the long hair. It's just, I shaved the sides and back just cause uh, I did that before and I liked the look. Okay. And then like it was getting long. So I was like, all right, I got to do this again. Because and so like, it was the perfect timing though. Like, no, I was going to say you, you, you timed that very perfectly. If you didn't plan for that timing, you definitely uh, locked out on that because like that moment kind of you elevated that moment with a brand new look because uh, it's just like a it, it's a very traditional heel thing <laughs> where it's just like someone's about to attack a tag partner or something. They're going to come back or they're going to they're going to come back with like a beard or a brand new like hair like you always see it with like heels or like faces that are coming back as heels and they'll have like this big beard that they never had before and it's just like usually like a like a stereotypical trait of a either a heel turn or a betrayal or just something so you couldn't have timed that any perfectly again i can say that Yeah, like I had the beard growing in and then I shaved it the other day because I was like getting itchy. It was actually, I was trimming it down and then I actually shaved right through. And so I just went, well, this is going. And I just started shaving my entire face. And then my mom like walks in. She's like, what happened? Like, are we doing a Britney Spears with your face? And I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm just getting rid of the beard. I actually shaved too much. And so... Uh, I mean, that's still kind of a new look, I guess, because I still got the knees shaved off. The beard's gone. I still it's still a new look. You're you're definitely rocking it. And I I definitely like it. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do in the future. And um, are we going to be getting a match between you two in the near future Uh, now after that? uh, I kind of hope I can get my hands on him again. It was kind of fun. And I hope I can make his sister cry again. (laughs) <laughs> so with saying that um are we going to see now a new like dangerous single run with you or are you do you ever see yourself getting back in like tag team competition again or are we just going to see like a very dangerous travis moore just going for a really mega heel singles run like what uh what are your goals going forward now with that after doing that so I have goals for both singles and tags. I want to win tag belts, but I also want to prove that I am a good singles competitor. Mm. So uh, NSW is a good place to prove it, you know, with uh, what just happened. Uh, Barry right now is like, we're doing some stuff right now. So I'm liking that run so far, even though last time at Barry, I got my ass absolutely handed to me by Jesse. You got sent into orbit. Oh my God. The height that you were thrown. Jesus Christ, man. I got sent so high in the air that my pants fell down. You can see my ass. Yeah. I was glad I was at least on an angle where you don't see that. So (laughs) you're good. Yeah. You saw my blue underwears. And I was just like, well, fuck. I'm always angry about that because I got like, someone has given me shit for that before where like my underwear is showing. 
And then that happened. I was like, fuck. I like the coolest moment. It had to start showing. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I I definitely want to see a match between you two. I want to see you guys kind of like build off of that story, off of that betrayal, see where it goes with there. Um, but I want to ask you, since we're talking about heels, uh, what in your opinion, in your opinion, uh, makes a better heel? Is it being kind of like an MJF character where you are always heal all the time? You never break character and you just you live the key fabe or you're just heal when the spotlight is on you. I know for me, I can see an argument for both sides. And that's why like people like MJF, even though they portray themselves and portray themselves, sorry, as being a dick, they're, they're just such a great natural heel for that. So I kind of like hearing a different dynamic from everyone and what they, what they think on that. My belief is that uh, a heel should be believable when the moment is happening. When you're uh, like, you don't have to be a dick when you're off camera or in person, because at the end of the day, you don't know if motherfuckers carrying a knife. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm very much that sort of person. You know, I'm, I'm always cautious in case people are, carrying weapons or trying to jump me or anything you know because i i could say the wrong thing and then the guy beats my ass till sunday you know like i'm not gonna deal with that but like when you're in the moment and if you can get that reaction as it's happening like the match that's fucking good like some guy tries to jump in the ring i would probably be happy with that but if it's off a show and you're at intermission and some guy tries to reach across the uh, the merch table probably going a little too far there, homie. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. And I can see on your side uh, for me, I, I feel like if you can be such a believable heel that you make others think that you're a dick, but then when they go to people that, you know, and you're like, Hey, what do you think of this person? And then they're like, no, he's the opposite of what you think. Like, he's a nice person. I like that dynamic because it kind of like it fucks with people a little bit because like you could be such a mega heel, like to the point that you have all this heat to the point that fans generally hate you and think that you're a disgusting person. But then when they actually get to talking to people that you actually know, you're you are actually the opposite of what you portray on television or on a show. So I don't know. I, I could see an argument for both, but I can definitely uh, agree with you in on your sense where it's just, you should be respectful when you're not on camera or not on the spotlight and definitely don't be like doing stupid shit, like an intermission. Yeah. Jump in a merge table. That's probably not going to end well for you. <laughs> like, for example, people already know I'm a weird person. Yeah, I'm very like I have a very weird sense of humor that I have, you know, like I'm very I don't know how to say it. Like people just know that I'm just kind of a weird feller, you know, so 
people see that and then like they're like oh is he just being a heel or is he just being travis and joking around kind of thing you know and like i've had people think i'm a dick and like i think i'm a dick sometimes though like i do it because i think it's funny yeah that's why i fuck around with clay a lot and that's why he fucks around with you a lot and that's why i get the most entertainment out of you both just going at each other because you both don't let up until one of you walks away. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of times it's just me because I know I'll say something way more (laughs) offensive and then I just won't get back at it, you know? Uh, I love that. We literally wrestled each other, like shoot wrestle each other on like after shows and stuff. Dude, I have footage of like you and Clay. Like literally, I'm just like filming, and then I just turn around, and Clay just has you in a headlock because you guys were just into an argument. <laughs> it's just like, and then Clay just looks at me. He's just like, "These fucking kids, man." <laughs> like, <laughs> I love him though. He's funny. I swear to God, that man. Anytime I have my camera on, he gives me gold. It doesn't matter what it is. He just he always gives me gold like he has a natural charisma that just oozes on camera <laughs> with anyone that he works with he does that's the problem though he has such natural charisma that when we're arguing i can't be mad you really can't like he, like, he, he says like things that like you would think would offend me and like i'll be like hey motherfucker like you better stop kind of thing but secretly i'm laughing because i'm like fuck he got me good there like I don't know how to respond to that. It doesn't help that when you're saying that he's like smiling at you or he's just doing something just to like get under your skin or just shows you that like, wide eyes. Yeah, just give you that like, wide eyed smirk. <laughs> and it's like his like reaction of you being like, he's like, do something. Come on, do something. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I'm genuinely like, I don't know what to do because you're fucking getting me like every time. Just can't you just can't can't shut down Clay Wilson. He'll always just come back with you with like just more <laughs> until you just walk Ontario's away. Ontario's greatest. Biggest or arms I, in the world. <laughs> that's legit his new nickname, I'm pretty sure. So I'll yeah. call him that. Just so he can get a little boner from it. <laughs> well, Travis, it's getting late and I don't want to keep you any longer, but uh at the end of my podcast now, every time I finish, I like to reflect and spread some positivity because um, while I have a lot of negative things in my life, I try to think of the positive things. And I have a saying at the end of my content that's always stay flexible in your everyday life, your health, and just everything that you do. And I truly believe that because if in order to have balance in life, you need to stay flexible in just everything. So I want to know what are the three things or the three pillars in your life that keep you flexible, whether it's your life, your wrestling or your friends, like what are the three things that you go to that just make you feel like give you balance, make you feel like everything is okay. Uh, Wrestling for sure. Um, My family, like me talking to my little brother a lot. Like, uh, me and my little brother get along very well. So that's a really big one for me. And then, as well as my mom, right? But uh, as a third thing, probably comic books. Comic books. Yeah. 
Which one's your favorite? Comics or video games? Like I wanted to be a comic book writer as a kid as well. So, what? What? Uh, were you a DC or a Marvel fan, or were you a both? I was both. Like I, I like both got uh, like franchises, but I didn't like. I had like certain people that I liked from each side. You know, like I'm a Wolverine and Spider Man guy, but I'm a big fan of like Batman. You know. I don't get why people pick sides. It's just like wrestling. You know, there's there's a little there's a little bit for everyone. You just if you don't like one, there's something for the other. So, I mean, yeah, don't need to go all cornet on me, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, Travis, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I very enjoyed this conversation with you. I enjoyed it as well. Thank you very much. Once again, I want to give a big thank you to Travis Moore for that interview. Dude, that was such an incredible interview, and you're honestly one of my favorite episodes I've produced so far, so thank you so much for that. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. I'm going to give my shout-outs before we close off, so I'm going to first thank the Patreon, so Brandon Caulfield, Uncle Bobby B, Brian Cannon, Gilmy Talks, Daniel Sun, Clayton Wilson, JMax7164, Tommy Richardson, and Morgan Lee. Thank you all for supporting me, and if you guys want to support me, you can support me on patreon.com slash Rich. And of course, we're going to thank the OIW Podcast Network because we're a part of the OIW Podcast Network. Where's my mind? A deep dive into Curtis Rich, officially a part of the OIW Podcast Network. And I want to thank those guys once again for letting us be a part of that. Travis, if you're listening to this, I love you, dude. Whatever's going on, I hope you find your happiness. I hope you find your center. And I miss you, man. Stay flexible, guys.